0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom Blake Top the SEC columnist for the USA Today Sports Network. His podcast, SEC Unfiltered, available each and every week. Kind enough to join us as I assume you're heading to Atlanta, correct?
2: Uh, Yes, I am. Just pulled into a lovely courtyard here uh, Mm. in in Atlanta. Oh, a journalist with Marriott points,
0: huh? That's new. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Hey, listen, listen, don't hate. Courtyards courtyards are great. When I was corporate, I was a Hilton guy. I don't like Hilton's internet setup. I think they're lower. A regular full-service Hilton is a nice hotel. Yeah. The Hilton lower-end brands, which is where journalists traverse. So you're saying the Hampton. Are you saying Hampton Inn, or are you talking like Garden Inn? Garden Inn, I don't like. I don't like Hampton Inn very much. So Blake, Mark broke this news to me because I haven't been, I haven't been a road warrior in a while. Courtyard got rid of free breakfast. Yeah. Uh,
2: yes, there's no free breakfast in Courtyards. If you want free breakfast, you got to do either Res Inn, uh, spring Hill ooh, Suites, ooh. Uh, or Fairfield Inn.
0: I don't mind Spring. So, I don't mind. Eh, Fairfields are fine too. So, well, the the reason why I started going to Courtyards all the time was because back in the early 2010s. They updated like every between like 2010 and 2015, every courtyard got updated. So like by and large, if you, stay, if you stay at a courtyard, you're staying at a relatively you new, know, new yeah, hotel. Updated, modern, yeah. Um and so that's what made it nice. And yeah, they don't have breakfast, but like, I don't know. What you know, like those three breakfasts I, I, are I overrated. Any breakfast
2: anyway, I'm I not
0: any I'm not a huge breakfast yeah. guy, but it's like I don't know, when it starts feeling like you're taking away Perks that used to be there. Remember when they started taking away towels during the pandemic? It's like, okay, now you're just getting greedy. Like, just stop. Like, I don't like it. Like, you're already we know this is a rip-off to begin with. This room is not worth $250. We all accept that. Give me a cookie or something. It's it's the it's the double tree effect. When they give you the warm cookie, that cookie cannot cost more than 38 cents. It makes you feel better. It is a nice touch at the DoubleTree. Yeah. I'll give I'll give you that. But no, yeah, like a DoubleTree or a Hilton is fine. Like those are nice hotels. Yeah, it's when you get it's into the, the lower brand man. Hilton Hilton hotels that I don't like very much. And and that's th- again that is where the uh, journalism budget budget so, usually
2: uh, leads you.
0: Blake, did Auburn give journalists cookies when they were announcing the hiring a few frees to make everyone else feel better? <laughs>
2: Uh, I, I do not know. I was I was watching that one from afar, but uh, yeah, I doubt they they offered up cookies since they didn't even offer up their athletic director. Well, and also uh, it seemed uh, like they didn't questions. even
0: offer up the microphone to uh, whoever was in the room. It seemed like uh, that was a very controlled introductory press conference.
2: Y- yes, and uh, not not very many hard hitting questions. Uh, from our friends, somebody in the media. started
0: crying. Mark, ah. really? like literally, cry and not Hugh. He- well, Hugh cried too, but I mean, duh, that was a free space. <laughs> What did you think of the hire? I mean, I I read your column, so I, I imagine you were uh, you weren't you weren't as opposed to it as some, but you I, I, think, I got the vibe you certainly weren't like a huge like great hire guy on this
2: one. It, yeah, I wasn't as, as opposed to it as some. I think if you look at it from a, a purely football sense, it makes a lot of I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It, it checks checks a lot of boxes. Um, I think Hughes going to win there. I, I think he's I think he's a fit for that program just in terms of him as a football coach him as a personality he's going to recruit his tail off he's going to hit the transfer portal hard this offseason I think he's going to change the level of talent in that program um in in one offseason frankly uh Hugh as a person as I wrote in my column I'm not going to defend the Hugh Freeze's character that's not for me to do I don't I don't <laughs> that that's for Hugh Freeze and the folks that hired him to do. My thing with Hugh is um, I think some people would make Hugh Freeze out to be something or someone that there's no evidence put forward in front of us to support that that's true. I mean, let's, let's look at what's out there in front of us. Uh, Hugh was fired at Ole Miss for calling escorts, for his staff flouting, um, NCA rules, and he served I mean, hold on, To, six, to stop you be clear,
0: this is what gets left out of the story. He was not fired for any NCA stuff, and neither was the staff. Correct. They stood by them. Like, they doubled down on him.
2: Yes, it was when the, the phone call, the, the, the pattern of, of conduct, uh, as Ross Bjork quoted, a pattern of misconduct, whatever the direct quote was, um, that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And, and, and I, I believe maybe I said he was fired, but he, he, was, he quote, resigned um, at, at Ole Miss and walked away there. But you know, he, he resigned
0: he said, in he, disgrace leaving six, and, and accepted no buyout money,
2: $0, yeah, and right. he was
0: owed $17 million or something along those lines.
2: Here's my thing. He was out of the conference for six years. I do not think that calling escorts with your university-provided cell phone um, should equal a lifetime ban from the SEC. There are some people who probably believe that. Um, now, obviously, there's some other stuff that's come to light in the past year. That this direct message um, to to a Liberty alumnus who was a plaintiff uh, in a sexual assault lawsuit against Liberty. Now, mind you, Hugh Freeze uh, was not involved in the lawsuit.
0: Nor was um, the football team.
2: Nor was the football team, and nor did his messages reference the lawsuit or reference sexual assault. To me, the DM read like what we know about Hugh Freeze. This is someone who uh, has a reputation for being thin-skinned, has a reputation for lacking the self-control not to send a DM like this. Um, And and I don't think, to be clear, that uh, this Liberty alumna did anything wrong. She can tweet whatever she wants. Um, she's she's, She's coming at this as a survivor of sexual assault. She was a plaintiff in the lawsuit. Um, she had a problem in, you know, in her tweets. she expressed that she had a problem with Liberty employing Hugh Freeze and Ian McCaw. Ian McCaw, of course, the former athletic director at Baylor. Um, you know, I think that's a, a perfectly, perfectly. Uh, so far, everything every, everything
0: has been a reasonable question.
2: Yeah, and then Hugh slides into her DMs. He should not be doing that. Um, I think the best thing for him would be if that Sports Illustrated report were true, uh, that he has to surrender control of his Twitter. Now, Hugh refuted that uh, during his introductory press press conference. I actually think that would be good for him, and Hugh made that joke, that maybe that would be wise advice. Like, no, don't joke about it. Like, I think that's actually true, Hugh. Like, surrender control of your social media. And people can say, like, well, how can you do that in this day and age? Well, Nick Saban doesn't have social media uh davos sweeney doesn't have a twitter account and i realize that those guys are not going to the college football playoff this year um but point being uh you can you can win a lot of games as a football coach you can be a really good football coach uh and not have a twitter account not have control of your own twitter account like um so yeah there there are some red flags here and and i'll say auburn says they did a thoroughly vetted search Um, And I'll just say I hope that's true, because if ever there was someone who needed to be thoroughly vetted that you're going to hire, I mean, Hugh Freeze would fall into that category, right? I don't go as far as to say, based on the evidence that we know that's in front of us, that you cannot hire Hugh Freeze. I think there are some people I would say that about Hugh Freeze based on what we know about him. I don't know that there's enough to say that. However, there is enough to say you better have thoroughly vetted this guy before you offered him the job.
0: Well, this is the thing that I find fascinating. Like, they can spin it however they want. The reality is they thought they had Lane Kiffin. And now, was that maybe blind arrogance? And maybe there had been some red flags that should have told them, hey, maybe don't think this is a slam dunk. But they thought they had Lane Kiffin. It seems to me, though, when they lost Lane, they were left scrambling. Because I think it's really easy to say... Hugh Freeze is our number two choice when you think you're getting your number one choice. So the question for me is, how comfortable were they really hiring Hugh Freeze? Because you'll get some people that'll tell you, hey man, here's the reality. They wanted to hire Lane, but if they couldn't get Lane, they were fine doing this. And then there's other people that will tell you, hey, man, they were really scrambling on Saturday. After they leaked the report to Pete Thamel on game day and they got a bunch of negative feedback, they started scrambling and they started making other calls. When these calls were not returned, they were left with no choice but turning to freeze. Like To me, that's a very different set of circumstances because on one hand, you're completely comfortable taking you know all of the flack that you're going to take And you just think, by God, it'll be over with when we start winning games. But the other path is, hey, man, maybe Hugh Freeze is not going to, like, when you say he's going to win, my first question is, because I get asked it all the time, like, what do you think? It's like, define, what do you think is win at Auburn right now?
2: In year one or long term? Let's um... say,
0: because the question was posed to me, do I think he will make the SEC championship game? My answer is no. I do not. Like I think this is more of a Auburn problem than it is like I think Auburn has a bigger issue has a bigger identity crisis I think than they than they are willing to I think they think they just got to get the right coach back and it'll get back rolling. I'm not convinced of that.
2: I do think Auburn has a pretty high ceiling.
0: Um I think they did have a high they... ceiling. I think I this day think and age they- is I – I don't believe that there's – I think the game has changed so much with NIL money. I, don't, I think they could compete in the under-the-table world. I, I'm not convinced that they're competing at the highest. I think they're still a very good team. I think they're like a top 15, top 20 program. But that's not what they think they are.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would have more concerns on that front, though. If you, if you heard people in the industry worrying about their ability to compete – on the NIL front, and I've not heard that from folks in the industry. I, I, that, I think the, the, the problem is there's you, so
0: much lying going on. Nobody knows what's real, and so everyone. Well, just that goes, is
2: true. That is true. No one really knows how much money is in anybody's right. collective. Right? That's a, you, you can you can say however much money. All in there I feel is comfortable
0: saying is I feel pretty good that USC's. NIL money is really is doing well. <laughs> AM's is doing really well. I also feel Texas, pretty I also feel pretty good that Memphis isn't doing that great. Correct. Thing. I feel <laughs> I like that. I feel pretty good that Vanderbilt's maybe not doing that great, but I feel pretty <laughs> good about the balls. You know what I mean? I feel pretty good about Georgia's. Like, but I I'm not sure that you know what I mean? Like in the end, I understand Brian Harson, like it was it was just a disaster from day one. Like it was. But my question is, how much of the lack of recruiting success was they did not support him versus he really is a terrible recruiter? The reality is it's somewhere in between. But I'm telling you, I just don't think that they're as beefed up to go and go after it day one as, as they're being led to believe.
2: Brian Arson never created the relationships down there. So we really have no idea whether they're, they'd be able to compete on the recruiting front in this era. Because I think... If you're going to, to, to come at it right, uh, you've got to have the relationships, right? Unless you just have such a ravenous fan base that they're going to pour the money in, a ravenous donor base that they're going to pour the money in regardless of who their coach is, I think you have to have the relationships. I mean, with or, with or without NIL, I think Brian Harson would have failed uh, at Agreed. Auburn. Um, I don't think he, he built the recruiting relationships there. I don't think he built the relationships with the booster base, with the university. He, he maybe didn't really ever have a chance to do that, but I also think he didn't really do much to help himself on that front. I mean, take the boosters out of it. Um, you know, Bennett Durando, our former our former colleague at the USA Today Network from the Montgomery Advertiser, he's since moved off the beat, but he did a great report a few months ago um, in which he talked to so many uh, coaches around the state of Alabama. What's your relationship like with Brian Harson? And it was pretty much crickets. Like relationship. What relationship? Yeah. Um, you know. And, and like so, he didn't I try to think...
0: hire staff people. He didn't try to correct it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't think Brian Harson gave himself much of a chance there. I don't think he had much of a chance. But he he certainly bears some of this on his shoulders. I do think Hugh's going to form those relationships. Uh, let's see what he does here with a recruiting class or two. Um, and then I think we'll have our answer, right? As we sit here today, if you say, is he going to win an SEC championship? Is he going to get to an SEC championship? That feels like kind of a coin flip to me. I also don't know how patient they are. How, how, how many years are they going well, to Well, that's the other thing if about they...
0: hiring Hugh Freeze. If it doesn't get off to the right start, it's a whole hell of a lot easier to fire him. You know what I mean? Like you can, Ab-
2: Absolutely, you... and and I wrote that in a column this week. Like, I actually think Hugh is going to fare well there. We can... We can debate what the definition of farewell is, but I think if they gave him a leash and they gave him a runway, I think he would fare, fare well um, as Auburn's coach. That being said, one of the beauties of this deal, moral turpitude aside, uh, is that they got him at a bargain rate. And I know that's kind of like, what are you talking about? They're paying $6.5 million a year. Well, when you consider Missouri is now paying Eli Drinkwith $6 million a year. yeah, He's bottom um, tier of the conference. He, he's coming in at a bargain bargain rate. Um, he won't be that expensive to get rid of, and I know you should never hire a guy based on, well, what's it going to cost to get rid of him if it doesn't work, but I actually do think there's something to be said for either do the LSU thing or the, or, the, or the Southern Cal thing where you're just, you're breaking the bank to hire someone that, like, barring something totally unforeseen, they are going to win there because they have proven they are a very, very, very good football coach, or You buy someone kind of low, hope you hit it big, and if not – are shopping at the bargain bin, baby. Yeah, you're rinsing and repeating in three – I mean, that's what they do anyway. You're going to fire them in three years, if it doesn't work anyway. I mean, that's that's the other thing. I I
0: think he's going to get fired. Why? Because Auburn coaches get fired.
2: Yeah. I I don't think he's going to get fired because he's going to have back-to-back losing seasons like Brian Harson did. And if they give him eight years like they gave Gus Malzahn, uh, I think he will get to an SEC championship. Uh, Now, do they give him eight years? I don't know, it's, it's Auburn. They just fired their last coach after two years. So uh, I would lean toward no. But I think given the situation, if you take the morality out of it, and if you just look at this on a football resume, which I realize you can't, but for this debate, let's do that. I think if you covered up the name and you showed the resume, I think you'd say, yeah, Auburn hired a pretty good football coach. You know, a guy who nine, nine years and ten years, as an, nine out of ten years as an FBS coach, uh, had winning seasons, went to two New Year's Six bowls at a program um, where that is that is an accomplishment. I think this is on paper on on paper football wise, pretty good pretty good hire.
0: Wrapping up here with Blake Topmeyer. he's the SEC columnist for the USA Today Network. You can read his work here in Memphis in the Commercial Appeal. Blake, turning real quick to the game tomorrow, LSU Georgia and SEC championship game. We were we were asking this or talking about this at the beginning of the show. In a 12 team playoff, would LSU be playing for a spot in the 12 team playoff tomorrow? Have we cleared that up? I mean, I think they'd be possibly playing for a top 4 spot. Cuz they'd be for a top they'd, 4
2: spot? Well, yeah, because they'd yeah, be a conference well, champion high, and, and Yeah, you have to be a conf- That's right. You have to be a yeah. conference champion. Um and so for Georgia, this game in a 12 team playoff for Georgia, this game would be a heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this game tomorrow now it's a difference between probably like a one seed and maybe a three seed at worst, I guess, for Georgia. I think Whereas it's the difference between picking playoff,
0: picking Atlanta again, and pick you know, right. or, or or maybe yeah, or possibly Atlanta. wearing uh, road jerseys in Phoenix.
2: Right. Whereas in a twelve team playoff, if Georgia were to lose this, you're not getting a first round bye because you're, you're right. It's a good point. Only only uh, conference champions can be eligible for mm-hmm. the bye. So yeah, if, if LSU won this, could they get a bye? Uh,